Welcome to Mental Health in Minnesota, produced by NAMI Minnesota, the National Alliance on Mental Illness, a nonprofit organization dedicated to improving the lives of children and adults with mental illnesses and their families. Visit NAMI Minnesota online at namihelps.org. Today we have Vivian Henry recording, and Vivian is has been a longtime NAMI member and supporter and volunteer, and we are going to hear about Vivian's journey with NAMI, and no and no pun intended <laughs> about journey. You'll you'll probably hear about uh, Vivian's favorite band journey. So, but Vivian, tell me how you first got to NAMI. Oh, good. I put that on my notes. Um, I was at Roseville Library in 2008, and I saw the NAMI Walks flyer. And I think that was the first time. I mean, I'd heard about NAMI before, but that was how I got involved with NAMI Minnesota. Because then I contacted NAMI. Um, I was in contact with Mich- Michelle Green at the time who worked there. And that's how I got into NAMI and my very first NAMI Walks in 2008. So when you contacted her, did you get on a team or did you just show up and, and did you help out? Um, I just showed up and I took tons of pictures and then I, I burned a CD from Michelle. Cool. And then, she, so then she was able to share that with the staff. Yeah. And and then since then I've become the um, unofficial amateur photographer for NAMI Minnesota. Yes, definitely. But yeah, I've seen a ton of pictures <laughs> that you've taken at, yeah, at all of our events. Yeah. 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 Um, and then you, at some point, am I right, that you started your own walk team? Oh, yeah. Then I came up with the name Team Surviving the Journey, hence Journey. Uh, <laughs> no, but my friend, a friend, Kelly, um, my name is in Surviving, mm-hmm. Viv, so mm-hmm. Surviving the Journey. Right. So It's a good name. Yeah. And we had our biggest, I had my biggest team in 2000. I think 2013, I had ni- like 19 people. That's okay. the biggest. Will you have your team again this year? I have a team this year. So far, it's just me, but maybe it'll grow. Maybe it won't. Because mm-hmm. I'm usually running around taking pictures. So. Yeah. But if someone's looking for a team to join, they can go and search your name. Yep. As team, a team Survive captain. in the Journey. So search the team name or search your name mm-hmm. as team captain. So yeah, I'm already registered. Okay. And people, even if someone's not going to walk even if they can't be there they can still join your team and mm-hmm. help fundraise for you yep, right virtually yeah. yep awesome um thank you for that plug yeah <laughs> well it's an excellent event um what have what have been some of your favorite memories with your involvement with nami um let's see uh, in 2012 um national nami had a you are not alone campaign where people wrote their story and post and they posted it online or you could um, do a five minute video. And since I'm a video editor, I created my own video, like a slideshow, you know, pictures and pictures and music together. And um, NAMI accepted it. And it, so it's on, it was posted on NAMI's national page and it's on YouTube. Is it still available on yep. YouTube? Cool. Do you know what you would search yep. to find it? Uh, if you go to YouTube and put Vivian, V-I-V-I-A-N, and not oh, Vivian's story and Nami N A M I and I'll give Brian the link. Um, you can you can watch it and it's great. I mean, well, yeah, I think it's great. Yeah, give me the link and I'll put that in the show I notes. Will. Cool. And, then and it's a five can... minute synopsis of my story up until 2012. Awesome. And speaking of your story, tell listeners how you 
tell your personal story through NAMI. You mean in her own voice? I do mean in her own voice. (laughs) Um, I never thought I would be a mental health advocate, but then because of, I don't know, because of whatever made me change my mind. And in the past couple of years, I've been gung-ho with mental health advocacy, probably because it affects me directly um, in more ways than one. Um, But in 2014, I took the training to become an inner own voice speaker. um, And I share my personal story of living with and battling mental health challenges in in the the local Twin Cities. And do you have a favorite type of audience that you present to? Actually, um, lately it's been crisis intervention training. Cool. For law law enforcement, yeah, I did my first one in I think yeah July like July 2015, and then I started again like in the fall of 2016, and it kind of it brings it full circle because of my story and what happened with my mother Josephine. Um, do you want me to tell you about that now, or you can t- yeah tell me some. Um, well, Josephine, my mother, she she lived with and battled severe bipolar disorder and some other mental health challenges. So my grandparents, they raised me. They were my legal guardians. She, was, she Josephine, was the youngest of 12 kids. Um, but throughout my life, she was in and out of uh, jail, uh, the state mental hospital, and like halfway houses. But the, um, the tie-in with the law enforcement is that, unfortunately, the cops would come in and get her when she became violent or out of control. And I witnessed that numerous times. So that's very personal for you to speak to the CIT officers, the crisis intervention team. Mm-hmm. That's great that you can do that. It kind of, it brings it full circle in a way. Yeah. Does it? Is it? Is it actually more difficult in a way to be presenting to that audience? Like no. me- more meaningful yet also more difficult, or do you find no? It because fairly- I know what happened in the past, but I I I don't remember. I can't remember specific things because mm-hmm. so much has happened in well, almost forty seven years sure. <laughs> that I don't have full memories, which is probably good for me. I just know what happened. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does make sense. Yeah, definitely. Are there any types of audiences that you do find more challenging than others? That's a hard question. Yeah. Um, and maybe one you don't want to answer. I don't know. <laughs> um, no, not no, not really. I mean, well, audiences when they're not um, answering questions, asking questions or comments, uh, and they're silent, then you're you, like, uh, uh. But that doesn't mean you're not affecting people, but you want people to react. Yeah. So when people aren't asking questions, have you found a good way to prompt them to actually ask questions? Oh, well, sometimes we use our prompting questions. Or maybe by the end, people give in and ask a question or two or comment. Yeah. It just depends on the audience. Yeah. Cool. Um, is there anything you'd say you're particularly proud of with your involvement with NAMI? Uh, well, as I mentioned before, the national um, "You Are Not Alone" campaign in 2012, because that mm-hmm. was cool. To oh, my videos on Nami's national Nami's um, website, and they approved it, and blah blah blah. Um, and then I entered another a contest that Nami threw in 2014. Why I walk, as in why do I do the Nami walk? I didn't win, but 
they they gave they wrote back to me and told me it was good and blah blah blah. Um, but another thing, let's see, getting to meet mental health advocates like Ken Barlow, Nami Walks 2012, our local chief morning meteorologist on Channel Five, and actually, I was probably maybe the only person who videotaped his speech that day because that was the first time he ever announced that he battles bipolar disorder so of course me filming and taking pictures of everything i caught it yeah and i i didn't i had no clue either because he decided at the last second um and i've met national advocates like linnea and cinda johnson um kevin briel through stop out suicide they brought him here and then also hakeem rahim Mm -hmm. and also See, I can't prepare. I have notes or else I couldn't remember all this. Um, 2015, I took pictures of the Lawry Bridge because Nami was able to get it lit up lime yeah. green for Mental Health Awareness Month in May. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then Nami posted the picture on one of the quarterly newsletters, Nami Minnesota. Yeah, and I think thanks to Chuck Kruger for working on that. Yep, getting, Chuck, yep. Getting the br- bridge lit up. And he did it again this year, but I wasn't yeah. able to go. But yeah. Cool. Vivian, let's take a quick break. We're going to hear a uh, short bit from Kay King about Get to Know NAMI, and then we'll be right back to talk more with you. Hi, I'm Kay King. I'm a community educator for eight years for NAMI Minnesota. I'm a family member who was born to a mother who lived with mental illness, and my only sibling lives with bipolar disorder. I hope you can join us for Get to Know NAMI. It's a session where we talk about education, support, and advocacy at NAMI Minnesota. At the session, you'll have a chance to learn about classes and programs that we provide. You'll have a chance to hear about our support groups and our helpline. You'll also have a chance to hear a little bit about the legislative policy, first-person language, and other advocacy programs that we offer. We have daytime and evening sessions available, one hour in length. Please go to our NAMI Minnesota website, namihelps.org, to see locations, times, and dates of our programs. Hope you'll join us. So 2008 was when you first got involved with NAMI. Mm-hmm. Yes. How have you viewed the organization change since then? That's a tough question. Anything that you've noticed? Well, the main thing has been, I guess I thought people would stay like forever or <laughs> or for a long time. And there's been a lot of, especially in the past year, turnover. Sure. Um. So it's hard to see people go because you form attachments, you know, um, yeah, you do. Make, yeah, you make these close relationships. I think people make close relationships quickly because you're so connected through mental illness and the mission. But then, on the flip side, though, I mean, a lot of the people, the newer people, are great. Right. I mean, everyone's pretty is great, but I mean, I'm going along with the newer people, just like yeah. you know, like it, it a smooth transition. That's what I'm trying. Yeah, to say. but that's a tough change to for yeah. people to. Come and go. And another thing, well, the, the NAMI walks have grown. Oh, yeah. In the past right. eight years, which is great. Definitely. Um, what has it meant for you personally to have been involved with NAMI? Um, empowering. Uh, I get to exercise my vocal, uh, mental health advocacy voice. I've learned a lot. I've gotten more involved um, with the legislative process. I never thought I'd do that. I mean, ironically, my grandpa was uh, the mayor of the town I grew up in. Not That was before a couple of years before I was born. Um, but now I get legislative updates. 
via email. I post them on social media to help spread the word. Um, and I just lost a train of thought. <laughs> Is that was that uncomfortable to start doing that? Well, yeah, I guess because I feel I need. I, part of me feels I need to save the world, or at least save me, since I'm so tied into what's going on in the political scene right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I have to step back and remember. Sometimes I'm able to that I can't do everything. I can't email, call, and go to a rally. I can't do it all. Right. Like today, there's supposed to be another rally for um, transit cuts after this. But no, I'm going to go home and take a nap. Right. right. <laughs> because you have to take care of yourself. Right. Self care. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And then also, I took a um, a legislative training with Sue Abderholden last fall. Okay. It was supposed to be her and another person, but then it was just Sue. Of course, Sue knows what she's talking about. <laughs> right. So it was great, and that that's kind of jump started that legislative stuff too. Okay. Because since it directly affects me, I want to fight. Right. So you have a lot of notes that you prepped. Mm-hmm. Is there anything on your mind that I haven't asked that you want to talk about? Oh, geez, long list here. Um, let's see. Well, I guess, should I bring up Journey? <laughs> Do it. Um, yeah, my favorite band is, is Journey. God, I plug them everywhere, even in her own voice. They're throughout my inner own voice. Do you work for them? Are you their HR? Huh? Are you their PR? Yeah. <laughs> Unofficial. I don't get paid. Um. They're just my favorite band. 34 years. I've seen them like 17. I've lost track 17 times. Um, My favorite song, Don't Stop Believing. Each of my inner own voice sections is entitled after a Journey song. (laughs) Um, Like, for instance, Dark Days is... uh, Oh, now I already forgot. Dark Days is like, who's crying now? And I'll say real quickly the five... You know, voice sections are dark days, acceptance, treatment, coping skills, and then the last one, successes, hopes, and dreams. So your dark days is what? Who's crying now and ask the lonely. Okay. And then what about acceptance? Wheel in the sky. Treatment. Um, hold on. <laughs> oh, I think treatment is be- uh, treatment is changed for the better. Okay, and coping skills. Looking. <laughs> be good to yourself. And successes, hopes, and dreams. Well, that's obvious. Don't stop believing. There you go. Cool. My favorite Journey song. <laughs> what else do you have? In, well, and I have to notes? give a shout out um, to my Journey friend, Marge. She actually bought a Journey ticket for me last year because I didn't have money to go. I was on the floor. I was in heaven for like two and a half hours. Thank you, Marge. <laughs> I wanted to plug you. And then also Chris. My friend, I've never met these people. Chris, we're like kindred spirits. Um, she was going to come down and go to the July 1st show with me. And she bought us tickets, but now she can't come. But uh, I'm still going. So thank you, Chris. And we're hoping that we'll see the former lead singer, Steve Jerry, in Wisconsin at the Wisconsin State Fair. Oh, cool. So how did you connect with these people? That you Online. Thank God okay. for social media. That's yeah. the, the good part of social media. Because right. Journey fan... Actually, I run a Journey fan site on okay. Facebook. Oh, cool. That's another... <laughs> No, <laughs> Journey fans stick together. I mean, they just they just had nine sold out shows in in Vegas. Wow. Yeah, if I had money, I would have been at every one of them. Wow. Yeah, they're doing quite well. Crunch, contrary to what people might think. <laughs> yeah, they've been around for. When did they form? When nineteen seventy three. Okay. Wow. Hmm. 
Is there anything else you want to share? How much time do we have? No, just, <laughs> just we have some kidding. time. Uh, oh, well, we I didn't mention I live with and battle mental health challenges. Um, I, I was diagnosed with major depression and anxiety in college because I never was in um, therapy as a child. But in college, I realized I needed therapy. So I started therapy, but and I, I didn't take... Um, medicine because I associated that with being like Josephine and one of the things was I never wanted to be like her because as a child I perceived her as crazy and an unwelcome guest but I mean as an adult I've come to realize she she was sick she mm -hmm. she wasn't a horrible person it was her mental health challenges that did that um, so in college once again major depression and anxiety 1999 borderline personality disorder. And then most recently, I thought I was done with three. <laughs> mm -hmm. In December 2016, I was diagnosed with um, attention deficit disorder. Okay. So I have four. Mm -hmm. So what are some of your coping skills? Coping skills when I'm in the right frame of mind, um, listening to music, watching TV, movies, reading, um, DBT, Dialectical Behavior Therapy, which was started for people who battle borderline personality disorder, but it's uh, skills that everyone needs, like mindfulness, distress tolerance, interpersonal effectiveness. It's things that anyone would need. It's just that people who have borderline personality disorder have a harder time doing those skills, and especially with emo emotion regulation. So when I'm in the right frame of mind, I do... I do things to take care of myself, but when I go off the deep end, I don't care. Everything goes out the window. Mm -hmm. When you when you focus on uh, DBT, is it something that requires like daily work, or is it a is it a course that you've gone through and then? It's I've gone through DBT um, well officially three times I've I've gone through it's like a year long well it depends because I guess different places have different programs so I think or maybe twice a week once a week um, but the ones I've been through have been like a year long once a week I just went through it I graduated for the third time but um, last month I already forgot <laughs> it was mm -hmm. recently um, and yeah we had. A diary card you're supposed to fill out every day. So you, well, for me, I need to because I forget stuff. But I'm wasn't I'm not always good with filling it out. Um, and we had homework to do. And now I, I'm still doing the DB, DBT diary card so I can keep track of things. And because we're still helping me try and regulate things like social media and some others in my sleep regime. Sure. I'll ask one last question. What? <laughs> Are your hopes for the future of NAMI? Well, the big one always comes in mind is hopefully NAMI somehow, some way, will get their own location, own building. So then it's, you know, a nice, huge building. So everyone has their own room or maybe like two people to a room and plenty of conference room and plenty of lunch room, lunch room room. And that's probably the big, and also the second thing would be that NAMI Walks continues to grow and someday we have like, you know, 100,000 people. Right. It's Instead, growing consistently, so. It is. That's probably a farther way off, but you never, you never know. It could happen yeah. soon. 
Yeah, we'll find a new space, and I'm sure the walks will keep growing. How about for yourself, personal hopes and dreams? You're asking some good questions, Brian. Am I? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I told uh, you that the last question would be the last question, but no, here's one more. I didn't prepare that one. <laughs> but no, that was part of my inner own voice, right. too. Um well, the main thing right now, I won't, I won't go into it in detail because it's, you know, it's a touchy subject, but politically, um, I mean, hopefully, I'm, I'm still battling for social security disability. This is like my third or fourth time. And I think in the current um, administration, I won't get it. My odds are zero. That's what I think and believe. Um, but I continue to fight for that and... Also, healthcare because I have Medicaid, and they're now they're going to announce tomorrow like eight hundred million cut dollars in cuts or something. Um, and then fighting also for p- public transportation because um, that affects me now since I don't have a car. Oh, and by the way, my license plate used to say "Love Journey." Oh, uh, <laughs> really? Yeah. Anyway, I had to throw that in. Um, so hopes is either to win social security disability or become healthy enough physically and emotionally to start working again and you know keep fighting for what's right and advocate keep going to see journey and any other shows i can go to (laughs) july 1st treasure island um but no they bring a lot of happiness they kind of counterbalance the darkness to a certain degree i know that if i'm really really depressed I don't even care about Journey. And then you know I'm really depressed then. Mm-hmm. Um, and then maybe hopefully, maybe there is still some hope I might get married. Kids, no. I'm too old for that now. But I do have a cat. Yeah. So. What's your cat's name? Precious. Aww. It used to be McTavish. I unexpectedly had to put him to sleep. I had to give him a shout out because he was an awesome cat. Um, but now it's Precious. How old is Precious? She's about 12. I just got her... December 31st. Wow. Jean, who used to run Stray Feral Rescue, was instrumental. I, that's how I got Metavish. She was there at the end when I put him to sleep. And it's, 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 it's the synchronicity, how things work out. Mm-hmm. And now we're friends again because we hadn't talked in years. Oh, cool. So it's funny how things, even the death of the cat brought us back together. Yeah. So I'm just giving shout outs to everyone today. That's good. That's good. Well, I don't, oh, and then can I oh, give one more shout out? Yeah. Shout out to Patty. She's Patty Injury. She's going to the Journey concert with me. Oh. I think it's her first one. Oh. So Journey on Patty. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks so much for having this conversation today, Vivian. Appreciate it. Thank you, Brian, for having me. You're welcome. Don't stop believing. NAMI Minnesota champions justice, dignity, and respect for all people affected by mental illnesses. Through education, support, and advocacy, we strive to eliminate the pervasive stigma of mental illnesses, affect positive changes in the mental health system, and increase the public and professional understanding of mental illnesses. NAMI Minnesota vigorously promotes the development of community mental health programs and services, improved access to services, and increased opportunities for recovery. Call us at 651-645-2948 or email NAMIHelps at NAMIMN.org. NAMI Minnesota's website is NAMIHelps.org. Outside of Minnesota, visit NAMI.org to find your state NAMI organization.